0: Welcome to the Benton Heights Presbyterian Church Podcast. We're excited you've joined us as we hear what God has to say to us through Scripture and this message from Pastor Paul. So we are here tonight to talk about Christmas, this great gift that God has given us. This amazing gift of His Son, Jesus, into the world. And we're going to look at four words to help us understand this gift. Now, I know what you're thinking. I'm just wondering what what magnificent, special, significant, sacred words is Paul going to impart to us? That's what you think every Sunday. I know. I know that's behind. Well, the suspense is going to have to wait just a little bit longer. We're not going to get to them right off the bat. The whole season that we celebrate Christmas is because of the birth of God's Son into the world to make sure that we know that He loves us, to make sure we know that He wants to be in a relationship with us, to make sure we know how much He cares for us. What would it be like to have received some gift from someone? Let's say that they really Thought long and hard, and and poured everything that they knew about it into knew about you into this gift, and they gave it to you. And they call you up to see what you thought, and you got to be truthful, and you say, "Well, I haven't really had the opportunity to open that gift." How would that person feel if you never took time to? Unwrapped their gift. This is exactly what happens as some of us over the course of this season fail to unwrap the full gift that God has given us in His Son, Jesus. This gift given to the whole world is the most expensive gift to ever be given. It eventually cost that baby Jesus His life. And He gave everything He had. He he grew up on earth, meaning He had to give up heaven for a time and take on flesh and blood as a human being and then gave His life for you and me. And it's the most practical kind of gift. It's going to benefit you every single day of your life, and it's a gift that lasts forever. There is no fad or fashion to make this gift lose its meaning. Now, before this Christmas event in the Bible, long before, there was a story whose pages filled the other parts of Scripture for what God was up to, showing us the move toward this event and this night. We're going to go all the way back to the first book of the Bible, and in Genesis chapter 1, verse 27, we read this. So God created mankind in His own image. In the image of God, He created them, male and female, He created them. When the Bible opens, we get the picture of God who creates people so He can express His connection to those people. And that connection is described as being in the image of God, that God breathed His very life into us. So the first word, this majestic, magnificent, sacred first word we want to look at is of. You see, we are made in the image of God. You are made in God's image. It doesn't matter who your parents are. It doesn't matter your background, your genealogy. You are made in the image of God. And from that great beginning, for about two chapters in the whole Bible, and then humans made a major mistake. Disobedience creates distance between us and God, and God still cares and is involved in the world and in people's lives, but the relationship has changed. One of the first stories after this first disobedience is the story of Noah. At the end of that story, there's one phrase that marks this new relationship between God and humanity, so it's now in Genesis chapter 9, we read, and God said, this is the sign of the covenant I am making between me and you and every living creature with you. A covenant for all generations to come. You see, after the fall of humanity, after that sin of disobedience. The nature of the relationship between us and God changed. And now it's as if God were an add-on. It's the word and is our next word. It's not a bad word. It's certainly a lot better than having no relationship with God. But this isn't really what God had in mind for us. This is more like God added into our life in various places. And you know there's people all over the world that still think this way. We just kind of add God into our life when we think He should be added. Again, this is obviously better than not having God at all, but not fully what God wants for us He didn't create this world and us in it just to have us add Him in it to our liking. Christmas is all about a special kind of relationship that God wanted with each one of us. So we come to that story of Christmas, and again, the nature of the relationship between us and God is going to take on a whole new form. Besides the reading from Luke 2, which we've already heard from several folks, Matthew 1 contains the other Christmas story. There is this from Matthew 1, verse 18. This is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. Mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit, and then I'm going to jump ahead a few verses all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken through the prophet. That's the prophet Isaiah, 700 years before Jesus was born. Here's what he said The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. God was talking through the prophet, saying something special, something new was going to come. The and kind of relationship is okay, again, it's better than not having a relationship with God at all. At least we're bringing Him in in various places in our lives, but what God wants for us is beyond your imagination. we will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call Him Emmanuel. Just as an aside, sometimes you see that spelled as it is here with an I, sometimes with an E, Emmanuel. It depends upon if it's coming out of the Greek or out of the Hebrew. Same meaning, God is with us. That's our third word. No longer is God seen as an add-on into our lives. He is with us. Just that word, look how the relationship changes. And that's really what Christmas is all about. It it shifts the way that we connect with God. Can you imagine what the shepherds thought when they knelt at His manger and they were looking at a baby as the Savior of the world? That God Himself kept His promise. And that promise was to reconnect with us in a special way. Can you believe his teachings? 2,000 2000 years later, those teachings still are changing lives. Imagine walking with Jesus. Well, because of Christmas, that has become a reality. But there's one more layer to this gift that runs just a little deeper. As we've already noted and you already knew, this baby grows up to give his life. Jesus dies on the cross in our place for our sins, but God raised him up. This really sets the context and the connection with God on a much deeper, much, much greater level Here's how the Apostle Paul tells about this relationship from his letter to the Colossians. He writes, I have become its servant. That's the gospel message. By the commission God gave me to present to you the Word of God in its fullness, the mystery that has been kept hidden for ages and generations, but is now disclosed to the Lord's people, to them, God has chosen to make known among the Gentiles, that's perhaps every one of us in this room, unless you wish, God has chosen to make known among the Gentiles the glorious riches of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. You want to know what God is now up to, what God is doing, how God wants to be with us, connected, Christ in you, the very bottom of this great gift God has given. He says, you don't have to worry about adding me into your life, and I don't want to just walk beside you. I want to live in you. I want to take up residence in you. Jesus, the special gift of God, is at work in you, working from the inside out. This is the full impact of Christmas, that God came into this world not just to be around us, not just to get tagged along into our life, but to literally be in us, making us all what God would have us be, and to know about His love and His grace. It's the gift that has changed the world and in some way, at least, has changed every one of you. I'd be hard-pressed to imagine anyone in this room who doesn't at least, who hasn't at least heard of, if doesn't already know John 3.16, for God so loved the world that He gave there's that great gift we've been talking about. He gave the greatest gift of His one and only Son so that you and I, believing in Him, would be connected to God throughout eternity. But you may, not, you may have forgotten that the very next verse tells us something we need to hear about God. John 3, 17 says, "'For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world.'" God did not step off the throne in Jesus Christ to come down into human history to point out all your flaws, faults, and failures. That verse continues by saying, He came to save you. Remember this, the greatest gift ever given that gift of Jesus Christ will never harm you, will never condemn you, will never beat you down. It was given to bring you life. Don't you want to open the greatest gift given? Maybe you've only been living in an and kind of relationship, and you've never really pressed into, man, God wants to take up residence in me. God wants to change me from the inside out so that I'm more obedient, more given to His direction, more filled with His love and grace and truth. Maybe tonight's that night to let God in. We hope you found this message to be encouraging. We'd love for you to join us on Sunday mornings. Find us on Facebook and Instagram and at bhprez.org for more information.